Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. In today's teaching, Dag Heward Mills delivers a timely word to you about the day of judgment, when you will stand before God and give account for how you spent your life. After this message, I believe you will assess and ask yourself, what have I done with the talents and life God has given me so far? Let's listen to today's teaching. Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful Easter Sunday morning. You have made all things possible for us. Thank you for your blessing. We love you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it is good to be here once again on Easter Sunday morning. Um, some of you may not know, we, we, in this church, somehow we, we do not um, make much ado over anniversaries. But Easter Sunday is actually an anniversary Sunday for us. So just by the way of information, I know many of you do not know, but 12 years ago, on Easter Sunday morning, we moved into this building. Yeah, that was uh, when we came here from Kolibu Hospital. Um, it was, Easter was then in April, but um, we came here 12 years ago, and um, we've been here for 12 years and then all surely the bitterness of death is past surely the bitterness of death is past surely the bitterness of death is past now what is the bitterness of death the bitterness of death is the experience of death it's 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 um the death itself has a lot of uh, maybe the actual moment of dying itself may be uh very quick all right but the build up to the death is probably where the bitterness is is that not so because the psychology you'll be thinking about it what will happen and how will it be and Will it be painful? Do you see? Will you suffer? Uh, what will happen after you die? And you may think of your funeral and whether people will come or people won't come to your funeral and what they will say. And will they say good things about you or bad things about you? So many things are involved in the bitterness of death. And um, one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the mental torture that is involved in death and um, and then the dying itself uh, they invented so many ways of killing people drowning they used in Europe they, you know Europe Europe is, is one of the most barbaric gruesome uh, environments that have ever existed you know uh, if you read about the French Revolution and some of the things they did you know killing people drowning and this man mr guillotine who invented the guillotine joseph guillotine this is his name that they use for that 
thing, guillotine. Joseph guillotine. He invented this way of killing people quickly. You know, you put your head under and the thing falls on you, pam, and they have a bucket there. Because when your head comes off, then your heart will still be beating and it's squares the back. And the blood will come into the bucket and your head will, 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 will roll over. Then they put your head on a stick and they'll be going like that in France. Thousands of people they killed like that. Mr. Joseph Guillotine invented it. And then Mr. Dynamite, uh, Mr. Nobel, who also invented dynamite. And after he invented dynamite, he realized he had invented a very bad thing. He tried to get something in, so that to cover up his name and then form this peace uh, thing to find the Nobel Peace Prize. But he's the one who invented the dynamite, which is used for all the bombs to kill everybody in the world. You know, so you, you wonder, you, you think about it. And so the bitterness of death really is more to do with the build up to death. My message is very short today. Now you listen. Because I'm going to talk about the bitterness of death and what comes after that. I remember one time I was reading about the Ethiopian Airlines. Remember, they crashed some time ago down South Africa somewhere into the sea. And uh, just before they crashed, you know, uh, the pilot um, came on the radio and said to them, you know, these hijackers had come and he had told them that they were running out of fuel, but they didn't listen to him. And so finally their fuel went off. And if you're in a plane where the fuel goes off, you don't hear any sound anymore. Just go, like that. So the pilot came on the radio and said, ladies and gentlemen, these people who have hijacked us have run us out of fuel. So ladies and gentlemen, we are going to crash. Now you may do anything you wish to do to the hijackers. You know, but nobody wanted to do anything to the hijackers because everybody was afraid. Now this person is one of the people who survived. He described how when they got into the water and he was in the sea and how he managed to come out from the plane. And out into the open. But he said that before the plane crashed, the smell in the plane changed because everybody began to urinate. People began to poo poo. People began to vomit because the plane was gliding and everybody knew that it was just a few more minutes till we crashed. I'm talking about the bitterness of death. Surely the bitterness of death is past. <laughs> then. They crashed. But before, he said, the stench that was in the aircraft based on the, the fear. Because, you know, when you are fighting, you can just wee How many know? How many have been afraid before and you wee on yourself? I mean, you don't have to raise your hand. How many know somebody who that happened to before? Raise your hand. Give me a wave. You know someone. Yes, it happens. I remember meeting someone in the ward. You see, uh, 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 this man was dying. And he held my hand. Oh, I was a student. And I didn't know what he was doing. He helped me. I said, please, help me. My brother is in Germany. Help me to go out of here. I'm dying. My kidney failure. I'm urinating blood. Help me. Save me. Look, let me talk to my brother. You know? And uh, I was so scared. But I tell you, I'll never forget the terror that I saw in this man's eyes. He was scared. You know, death. Before, and he died. But before you die, I'm talking about the bitterness of death. So when Jesus predicted his death calmly and how he had to die and suffer and how he knew that they would come for him and how he said, take me, you know, that really puts him in a class of his own and separates him, all right? So death in itself is, can be a very 
frightening and bitter experience. The, the death itself, you know, there have been various ways to kill people quickly and efficiently so that you don't suffer too much. But there were all kinds of horrible ways by which people were executed and killed. Boiling, frying, drowning. In Europe, they used to drown them in the River Rhine. If you, if you, if you don't believe in certain things, they'll drown you. They boil them. They pour oil on them. They, 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 they sacrifice them. And then in, in South Africa, this man, Shaka the Zulu, he used to put a stick and into your uh, poo uh, place and they put you up on a stick like a kebab. Do you understand? And then the people will be going, because it's gone into your spinal cord, you get it. <laughs> oh, God. They, they, will be, they will be going into convulsions. So if you see the... You see the people going into all kinds of convulsions up there. You know, terrible, terrible ways. That, that's human beings, inventions of, 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 of ways to kill people. Anyway, so death has its bitterness. Now, Jesus experienced the bitterness of death. But when he rose from the dead, he rose into glory. Amen. But not everybody will rise from the dead into happiness. If you read the story I'm about to show you, there was a king. This is the reason why Saul was set aside and King David was brought. This particular man, he was called Agag. God told Saul, kill everybody. But he left him alive. But they lost the war. These uh, people lost the war. And Saul had captured them, the Amalekites. He captured them. And he captured their king, Agag. And so Samuel came to Saul and said to Saul, Why have you left these people, this man alive, and all these sheep? Why have you been? Saul said, Oh, I was coming to sacrifice. You know, and that's where Samuel told him, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Better to obey than to come with all these sacrifices and offerings. Just obey me. It's enough. Just obey. Alright? So that's the story. So, after that, Saul said to him, you know, God has rejected you. God doesn't like you anymore. He's going to choose somebody who will do what he says. How many want to be someone who, someone who does what God says you should do? Amen. Now, after everything was over, Saul called for Agag. And Saul was standing there like a priest and called for Agag. Go and call Agag because... Uh, Agag was there as a prisoner of war thinking that he was going to die and so now when he called for Agag listen to what Agag said then said Samuel have you opened first Samuel chapter 15 I didn't tell you to open oh I'm sorry first Samuel chapter 15 first Samuel Chapter 15. Now when everything was all, all, he had finished rebuking Saul. Are you there? Are you Christians in the church? Are you listening to what I'm saying? When Samuel saw, had finished rebuking Saul and had rebuked him for not obeying God completely and fully and so on. You know, he called for Agag just before he left town. And then said Samuel... Bring ye hither to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag, are you there in verse 32? 
verse 32. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 32. Then said Samuel, Bring ye hither to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. Are you there? Have you found it now? Okay, upstairs. Have you found it? All right. And Agag came unto him delicately. And Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. And someone said, As thy sword hath made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went to his house, to Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, Agag was a prisoner of war, and he thought that the bitterness of death was over. And he came happily, happily and delicately to see Samuel. And when he came, the whole thing was revived again. Mercy. I said the whole issue was revived again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you could also entitle my message, Dead Man, Stand Up. Turn to Revelation chapter 20. <laughs> And in verse 11, I saw a great white throne. Because today is Resurrection Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead as the first example of how we shall rise from the dead. And we shall rise either to damnation or to glory. Amen. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. The sea is a very dangerous place. It has a lot of dead people. And death and hell were delivered up, delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found registered in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. Now look at verse 12. He said, I saw the dead, small and great, standing. Do dead people stand or lie? Do dead people lie down or do they stand? How many have been for wakeeping and the dead, man, the dead man was standing there, greeting people with his hand like this? Dead man, stand up. It means resurrect. It means wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, every dead person will be asked to stand up. You'll be asked to get up from the dead. 
And some of us will say to ourselves, surely the bitterness of death is past. And we will think that, oh, all problems are over now. I mean, I'm rising from the dead. And like Agag, some will be surprised that what is coming is wilder than what death itself was. And that is why Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is bad because in his mind, everything was now, the worst was over. But ladies and gentlemen, when you read your Bible, you know, it's my duty to warn us all on this resurrection Sunday as we celebrate and as we wear our white dresses and our white robes that it's a sign to us that one day God will tell all of us, stand up, dead man, stand up. So I saw the dead, small and great. Anyone here, who, who, how many of you think you are small? Raise your hand. How many think you are great? Raise your hand. How many are either small or great? Oh, you say you are medium. Your mouth like medium. Huh? You keep arguing. You see when you stand in heaven, you say, oh Lord, I'm medium size. I don't fall into that. Keep arguing. You are either small or great. You will be asked to stand. They'll say, stand up, dead man, stand up. Dead woman, stand up. Dead mommy, stand up. Dead auntie, stand up. Dead daddy, stand up. Dead brother, stand up. Dead uncle, stand up. Dead nephew. Dead niece, stand up. Dead president, stand up. Dead pastor, stand up. Dead church member, stand up. Dead lighthouse people, stand up. Dead residents of Mataheko, stand up. Dead Osu members, stand up. Dead Labadi citizens, stand up. Dead Ashanti, stand up. Dead women, stand up. Dead Fanti Confederation, stand up. Dead Gordon Gadisberg, stand up. Dead Commander Hale, stand up. You know Commander Hale? He made an agreement with the Fanti Confederation to hand over Ghana to the British. Hmm? Ladies and gentlemen, dead man, stand up. And some of you wake up and say, Ah! Surely, the bitterness of death is past. I struggled. I was sick in the hospital and I, and I died. And now I'm up. They've asked me to stand up. Not knowing that they are now going to open certain books. And you may be saying, surely the bitterness of death is past. I have now resurrected. And surprisingly, there is a soul waiting with his sword to come and hack you into pieces. Now, what is going to be asked? You see, there are two books that are mentioned here when you are asked to stand up. One is the books, and then the other is the book of life. They are different things. Read your Bible. Look at it carefully. He says, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Now notice the difference between the two books. It says the dead were judged out of the things that were written in the books. So you are going to be judged. Your life is going to be judged by things that are written in the books. In other words, you are, your life is being recorded in a book or in books. 
And then the Bible tells us what about the last book? And verse 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So there's the books were open and dead people were judged out of those books. But apart from that, there was another book, the book of life, a register. If you are not registered in the book of life, you first of all, you were thrown into the lake of fire. My prayer for you this morning, I don't care who you are, great or small, is that you should be registered in the book of life. You must be born again. You, 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 it didn't say you must be good. It didn't say you must be perfect. It didn't say you must be an angel. It didn't say you must be sweet. It didn't say you must be nice. It didn't say you must never have committed certain sins. It said you must, your name must be in the book of life. That's what it said. And to be written, your name to be written in the book of life, you must be saved. You must be washed in the blood of Jesus. You must believe in Christ in a real and a personal way. Not in a religious country style. A, a, a national religion. Uh, we are either you are a Christian or a Muslim. Or either you are this or that. Or you came from this family or that family. You must literally, really believe in Christ as a personal savior. Because I used to go to church every Sunday. I used to uh, uh, do whatever. But I was not saved. I was not born again. But you need to be born again. Do you understand? You, you need to be born again. Once I was talking with a Catholic bishop, and uh, he was reading his, uh, uh, his uh, prayer book. You know, then I, I started talking with him on a plane. And he said, you know, one thing that you charismatics have done is that you have revived our, uh, our interest or our concern in the Bible itself. You know, because I asked him, what are these prayers? He was reading the prayers of different saints and so on. I said, what are, who are these people? You know, but he said you have revived our interest. And that is what the charismatic churches originally stood for. That you must be born again. You can't just be religious. That you're just going to a church. You have to be saved. You can't just, just say, be a Catholic. Or I'm an Anglican. Or I'm a Methodist. Or I'm a whatever. You must, or a Pentecostal. You must be saved. Personally. Yourself. You must come to know Jesus as your savior. You can't just be in a church. Or just by osmosis join a church or by christianity will come into you by diffusion you must actually receive christ as your personal savior literally and really and truly and you must believe in him and you must change your ways accordingly that's what it means to be saved are you listening to me yeah very very important but those of us who are saved take note you will ask mercy one day they will say mercy stand up Bridget Marion, stand up! Just as you hear my voice, one day there will be a voice that stand up and you will be forced to stand up. Dead people don't stand. Dead people lie. It's only in Zimbabwe where I hear they bury them vertically. Now. Because there's no space in the cemetery. But, that should be quite difficult to dig, isn't it? A very deep, it's like a well. One day they ask you to stand up and your life will be played. What will God ask you? What are the past questions? Anybody who wants to do well in school and an exam must learn past questions. What will be asked? That is one of the reasons why I fell in love with the book, The Final Quest. Because it has a lot of past questions. It has, it has the stories of men, women, who died and who were in heaven whom rejoiner met and one of the people he met were just ordinary christians who did nothing and the guy said the greatest mistake for anyone to make ever ever to make in your life 
is to be saved and to just be there. It's the greatest error you could ever make. That's what the guy said. He said the greatest error. He said the guy was a good person, moral, whatever. But the greatest error is, is, is to do that. Because Jesus gave us this question. He said a certain man went on a journey and he gave one talent. He gave somebody two. He gave someone five talents. And he said, I'm going. Occupy till I come. He said, work with it till I come. And one day he came back and he asked, what have you done with what I gave you? What have you done with your life? On this Resurrection Sunday, it's important for us to ask ourselves, what have we done with what God has given us? What have we done with our talents? There are many of us who should be in the choir, but we sit there with our talents. We won't sing. We're singy. We won't sing. We don't care what you say. You can talk for a thousand years. We'll just come to church at Easter and Christmas and Good Friday, but we won't sing. We can play instruments, but we won't play. One day I was praying for some people and I came to a certain sister who sings very beautifully. She used to sing in the church some years ago. And I prayed for her. And afterwards I told her, I am afraid for you. Because I don't know how your judgment will be. Because you have been given the ability to sing, but you don't sing. So I said, I don't know how your judgment will be. And I told her, look, apart from all I'm afraid for you. Because, you know, if you, when you do something naturally, you don't know how unnatural it is for others. If I put you on stage and I say sing, you will see how difficult it is to do what they do. Even to learn the song. I mean, some of us, when they teach songs in church, you, 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 you have never learned even one song in the church. You can't sing it. Should I call you up right now to try? We give you an audition. So there are people who can sing. They wouldn't sing for the Lord. Just stay there. But when you were in school, you would do pop chain and whatever. What do they call it? Huh? Talents night and other things. You use your talents for everything but God. Keep on. But my duty is to just to speak to you and to tell you on this Resurrection Sunday. That one day they'll say to you, stand up, Robert, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Ah. Pray. And then you may have said to yourself, the bitterness of death is past. Surely. Sister, when I call your name, no, sit down first. When I call your name and you stand up, then you hold the mic and you say, surely the bitterness of death is past. Susan, stand up. Surely the bitterness of death is past. Surely the bitterness of death is past. You think that death is over. Now we are going to start. Susan, 94, February. Saturday. Someone is holding the sword to come for you. Edwin Fabian. Is it Edwin or Edward? Edmond. Huh. When you call your child Edmond, Edwin, Edward, it will be Eddie in the end. So. Stand, stand. Surely the bitterness of death is over. It's over. It's past or it's over? It's past. You thought it was past. Okay. 
it's now that the judgment is going to begin. Apache, stand up! The bitterness of death is past. We all think that it's past. And they start to call. And they start to ask you also different things. Your time. Your time. Your talents. You give all your talents to this place. But what about God? Your time. How about your money? Your money. That's a good one. Do you know why I know people have money and use money? Because I see they use money on other things. Especially when we are spending on ourselves. It's not easy. We can spend money. How many have noticed that 100,000, when you take 100,000 to the market, how many sisters will agree with you that 100,000, very small, stand up if you, those who go, some of you don't cook, but those who cook, of the ladies who cook, how many have noticed that 100,000, very small in the market? Auntie Philippa, is it very small? It's very small. Sit down, but how many have noticed that when you come to church, 100,000 is very big? It's very big in the church. Mr. Johnson, is it not marvelous? 100,000 is small in the market and big in the church. You can hardly do anything with 100,000, and yet when you come to the church, it's very big and too big. How can one thing have two sizes, small and great? What you did with your life. And you say, surely the bitterness of death is past. Then you stand up. Then they start to mention. Every day I pray for judgment. These days I've been praying, Lord, judge me now. I don't want to hear of certain things. Judge me now. Kill me now. Do whatever. Lighthouse, you have heard things that others have not heard. I'm telling you, some of you have had me talk to you personally. Some of you have heard things. You know, I'm surprised that you are even still in the church because I don't really go on this prosperity. I was looking at somebody's uh, a church under they had uh, what do you call millionaire's kit and then how to be rich something. What success. Uh, Success Library, Millionaire's Kit, Achievers Classics, Achievers Collections. I mean, these are the things that were being ministered to the people. Stock Exchange, Millionaire's Kit. And I was saying that, hey, my church people, I don't give them this Millionaire's Kit too. And Achievers Classics. I'm always talking to them about heaven. I'm surprised that they are still in the church. But some of you, your judgment will be greater than those who have all these Millionaire's Kits and others. Because you are hearing over and over. Over and over. Over and over. Because me too, I, this is also the message that God has given to me. And God brought you here so that you will hear this message. Because he intended for you to hear it. It was important. It was important that you should come to this church and hear these things. What you do with your life. What you do with your time. What you do with your money. Are you doing enough for Jesus? Look at that. It's more sure that you will die than you will go to England one day. Or that you will go to America. It's more sure that you will die than you will pass your exams. You might as well go and get your coffin right now and keep it in the garage. Because for that I'm sure about. 
and yet that one we will not prepare for even death you are afraid of and i think that when you rise from death it will all be over brothers and sisters surely the bitterness of death is not passed for those who are not ready are you ready are you ready to stand are you ready for scrutiny Jonah said one of the things when he went to have anything he thinks is amplified everybody can hear he was not used to that thing at all how many would not like people to hear what you are thinking you know it's like when you have thoughts maybe you are sitting in the church as i'm preaching thoughts are going through your mind it's being printed out here it should be what is this i'm glad my thoughts are not printed mercy surely the bitterness of death is not past we are going to rise from the dead we are going to stand i'm going to stand like like nothing a piece of dust to answer questions why that's why i'm going to the prison because i saw it in the pasco i was in prison you didn't come i said "Ah, where from this question how many have been for an exam that you saw a question that was not at all in the things you were learning because that thing prison and so it's not at all in something i've been doing i saw they say hey i can easily go and have a serious problem they will ask me i was sick you didn't help me i was in prison you didn't come i was i was a stranger you didn't that's why we are building an orphanage i was a stranger you didn't take me in i didn't have clothes i said where from these questions i was reading in matthew 25 two years ago i said hey i'm in trouble it's there it's going to be asked and immediately i changed and even though we are planting churches building churches doing crusades these things have also their place i want to do what i have to do i want to challenge you today my friend i tell you the more you focus on god the wiser you will be on this easter resurrection sunday let's give our life back to him let, let when, when you think of the exam you're always wise you're always wise you're always wise as soon as you prepare for the exam with the exam in mind you're always wise and god will bless you some of you the way you have treated me god will not be happy with you and it will be part of the questions that will be asked because the bible says there was a man who went on a journey and he had a vineyard and he sent one of his servants and they beat him then he sent another servant to find out to look after them to care for them they beat him he sent a third one they beat him then he sent his son and they beat him and when Jonah went to heaven he found that men were sent to him to be fathers to be pastors but he rejected that he was very arrogant very proud he said you you will account for it it was one of the things of the judgment all the men of god who have been sent into allah how have we related with them and how have we treated them how have we received the things that they brought into our lives it's part of the judgment i pray for you that on the day that you you lie down like that and they say that he was mills you know when i was in school they used to like to call that he was mills come here hey that he was, he was mills come here but one day there will be a voice who say that he was mills stand up and I have to stand up. <laughs> surely. <laughs> no, I know this verse, so I won't say that surely the bitterness of death is past. I'll just I'll just say, Lord, mercy, mercy, mercy for me. Stand to your feet.
Aleluya. Let your hands to the Lord and just pray for mercy for the Lord. Say, Lord, speak to my heart now. Lord, help me. Lord, I want to change. I don't want to just hear messages and listen to things. And it doesn't have any effect on my life. Oh, God. Makata sandale mamande. Lore manande. Shedele mande. Loma. Mandoleke baranande. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We bless your name. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you for a great opportunity, Lord, to hear, to receive, to learn, to grow. Oh, Jesus. In you, in your word. We love Jesus. you, Father. We thank you. Oh, God. We praise you. We commit ourselves to you. We place a hand on our heart and we say, Lord, we commit ourselves to you to serve you. Oh, to Jesus. do what we have to do before the time is up. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to your church. But in my heart, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. Please help me. Please pray. Pray for me. Please help me. Please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Please help me. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Just lift up your right hand up high. Just your right hand. Pastor, help me. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. I don't want to go to hell. Maybe today your name is not in the book of life. And you are not sure whether your name is in the book of life. Pastor, pray with me. I want my name to be in the book of life. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see all your hands. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me. Come from where you are standing. Come from the back. Come from upstairs. Come from everywhere. Come all the way. There's room for you. Come. There's room at the cross. At the cross for you. There's room at the cross. There's room at the cross for you. Come to Jesus this morning. If you want to give your life to God, come and say, Pastor, pray with me. There's room for you. For you. No millions have come. No millions have There's still room for God. Yes, that is true. At the cross for you. Sing it again. I want us to sing this room for one more song. Thank you for these ones that have come to the cross today. Lift your hands and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today. 
today I humble myself I humble myself and I receive you and I receive you as my savior as my savior and my master and my master please forgive me please forgive me for all my sins for all my sins I accept Jesus I accept Jesus as my savior as my savior and my master and my master and my lord and my lord from today from today I will serve Jesus I will serve Jesus I will follow Jesus I will follow Jesus please write my name please write my name in the book of life in the book of life thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for saving my soul for saving my soul with your blood with your blood and with your life and with your life thank you Lord thank you Lord I believe in you I believe in I you I receive you today I receive you today in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen God bless you for listening to this message. Visit dagheywoodmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.